We are live and in color, and more importantly, one of the few times we're on time because of Doug McLean, which means we're in for a great hour. We are closing in on 100 episodes here on The Real Kipper at noon show, and one of the things that we wanted to do is make sure that uh, we got a special guest back in before that 100th show. (laughs) <laughs> and happy to announce today that Doug and I do have that uh, special guest uh, to bring in some background on it. Uh, let's go back to the mid-2000s when then-program director Nelson Millman of the Fan 590 asked us to help him with a daily hockey show called Hockey Central at Noon. Myself and our next guest uh, were predominantly involved right from the get-go. It had various degrees of what the show was going to be or what was, what was it all about. At times, we were told it's a radio show that happens to be on TV. And then new bosses came in and it happened to be a TV show um, that we put on the radio. But what was crystal clear in all of this was throughout the years, the show hit its height in popularity when our next guest hosted it. And I introduce you, the man who helped Doug McLean and I jump the shark on Hockey Central at noon. Live from Vegas, baby, it's Darren Millard. When you jump the shark, your career's over, right? I tell Doug all the time (laughs) his career's over. Yeah, I've jumped the shark. A hundred episodes and now I get in. Yes. We're building. We were building it. This is the first time the three of us have been together in what? Three, three years, three Three plus years, three, three years, a hundred episodes. And, and I, I tell people on the trip, the same thing. Like, Hey, I just wanted to get established before I had you on, but that that's all. But a hundred episodes is a little extreme. Nobody said we're nobody said we're established. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't. You 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 didn't even make the hundredth. You're ninety seven. Oh well, Connor. Connor, you're you're Connor. There's worse people to be compared to. No, by the way, Nelson Millman brought you guys together. But what really happened was. Nelson Millman was the genius that started the show called The Game Plan with Jack Armstrong and Doug McLean. That show was unbelievably popular for eight months. I was, wasn't it pucks and balls? And we didn't even know whether you were, we thought you were the balls. (laughs) That was the best show because neither one of you really had a clue what you were doing as a host. Like who, who brought you guys in and out of break? Was it Jack? Oh, yeah, Jack was the host. But here's what would happen. If we would do a hockey guy, I would give Jack all the shit questions, like the nasty (laughs) questions to ask. And then when we'd have Coangelo on, Jack would give me all the vicious questions. And then Jack would go back to the Raptors and and Coangelo would say, who's that ass that's on the radio show with you that asks those brutal questions? A hockey guy. Like... I'm having cocktails, happy hour with Jack Armstrong's wife, Dina, this afternoon here in South Florida. So I just wanted you to know that little tidbit. Did you ever follow the NBA ever in your life that you have to go on and and talk Raptors back then? 
Because it, it didn't take long for Nelson to figure it out and get the, the hell off, uh, away from Jack. Well, what happened was he asked me if I could go in and help clean up Hockey Central at noon. That's what happened. <laughs> That's, that was what the breakup of, of the game plan was. I never watched one basketball game or one baseball game, but Jack used to make me sound like I did. Darren, we had we had uh, Bill Berg, ex-NHLer. We yeah. had Mike Brophy, a veteran writer. We were doing just fine without Mac. Yeah, B- Billy Berg was awesome. Like, yeah, he was nasty dude, and and Brof we worked with forever. But then, did... yeah, go ahead, Doug. Well, I was just saying, Doug. Doug brought a little different vibe to the show. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah, we did. Sure. Uh, Bill Berg that's and I did accurate. that one. We did that one episode where I don't know whether you were gone, you were sick, or we kicked you out. But we uh, we brought our hockey equipment and, and yeah, and then you guys escape. changed. We changed during the show. on air. Yeah. Yeah. On air. And then you went to your backyard rink and you, and you played. So what's, what, like, what do you guys, I, I catch the odd episode. Um, I missed the dangle ones, but I, I did catch the one, the, the one, well, the one, the reason dangle caught my attention was because he was on before me. Uh, but I, I tuned into the one after that where Doug was, was not very happy about dangle being on. Oh no, no. Anybody that has a chance to look uh, a little bit more uh, popular than than Mac, right? Who would like that? Right, I Mac? prefer Alan May to come on because he's such a dead ass and thinks he's really smart <laughs> and he gets like a third of the ratings I do. So I rather prefer May to come on, but Dangle's okay and then he gave me a few shots about, "Did you know that Doug McLean drafted Rick Nash?" <laughs> Do you keep track of ratings uh, like you like you used to, Mac? He's horrible. Horrible. I keep I keep track of ratings of this show and of Sportsnet. That's not true. <laughs> ask ask our good friend John Shannon and uh, Bob McCowan whether or not. All I hear every other day is, "Did we, we had more viewers than them?" We. We had more viewers than them. Oh, that's it's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close. But anyway, that's okay. Well, look, it's not about that. It's about having you on the show. I mean, look, we have battled to keep. I mean, we we remember we had Darren. I came in. We had Darren. Then we lost Darren, and Greg Brady came in, and then we got rid of Brady, and and Darren come back. So it's been a lot of tension we, over the we, years. We got rid of Greg Brady? Are you crazy? <laughs> what are you, like all of a sudden you made yourself the boss back then? Well, Scott Moore did. So Darren, h- how many hosts over the years? I remember early, we not not anybody that came in, but he, I'm talking about guys that, uh, that sat in the seat at one point. I remember Roger LeJoie. I remember uh, Doug Faraway. On Hockey God, Central at noon? Forever. Yeah. Oh, maybe they filled in. Yeah. Yeah, they Fairway. filled in. They filled uh, in. But a few people Bajua, have sat. Uh, Merrick. Merrick. Uh, was, did Storm and Norman ever fill in? No, Storm and Norman. I don't <laughs> think so. It was during, the, it was Hockey Central at noon. Storm and Norman was fast asleep. Oh, that, yeah. uh, the late, uh, it was the late the, night vampire. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. That's um, right. Trying to think of uh, who else might have done it. Um, did, oh, well, Stellick would have. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think more of our colleagues are watching us per capita? 
Yeah. Or more of our old bosses are watching us per capita right now. I don't know. I'd I say think neither of them are. They've they've got better things to do. Oh, do. I don't know. So let me ask you, uh, Darren, as a, a veteran host, what the hell worked on that show that uh, we were able to kind of strike a nerve in the hockey world? Because I, I, I still haven't was... got it figured out. Yeah. It, like, do you like hosting? It's hard, isn't it? It sucks. It does suck. I gotta, you know, in the even with this guy here in the show. Like, <laughs> oh no, I've, I've he lived can't. That side. He can't go ten minutes without putting his head down and looking at his phone while we're in a, a good conversation. And then you get messages coming across the board. Is is he rolling a joint? Is that what he's doing? I'm like, <laughs> he's in Florida. I, I guess that's what they do. That's not. Is true. it they not don't frustrating? <laughs> Is it not frustrating when your when your analysts don't really pay attention to what you're trying to do? Do you find that a little frustrating, Kippy? Oh gosh, it's like babysitting Mac. Oh, I, I, I I know. I used to. I couldn't wait till you guys get finished the introduction so I could start talking hockey. Like you used to have all these fancy introductions, and I mean, like, and I'm there and I'm nodding off, and I'm thinking, okay, wrap it up there, and come on, let's talk about the game here. I know, I know, you've got to do this great introduction because that's what hosting's all about, and then. So you, know, you would have liked it to my seat. You would have liked it like three, two, one, pop up, Doug. What do you think? <laughs> that would have been the perfect. Uh, no. or, or, or or would Doug? What do you think? Would that have been too much? Uh, would I have been dragging it out too much? Listen, I, I had a run of hosts out that really took a long time to get us into the show. A long time. But anyway, look, it was it, it's great to have you back. But, really but now is. Nick, Nick didn't talk to us for the last 10 minutes before we came on the air because he was deep in thought. Oh, I know. This is, oh, but, but before I get into that, this is where Doug and I really differ because 30 seconds before the show, I never was shy on, on leaning on you because you know what my first question to you was right before the on switch turned. What are we doing? Mallard, are we Mallard, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> that was right after, can I, I need a pen. That's right. Pen, pen me and what well, are we doing? That's where you used, go to your host. But Darren, that used to surprise me because when I was sitting next to him, he he was talking to himself. Do you remember his lips were moving? Yeah, 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 and he yeah, was yeah. talking to himself. And I thought he was doing like getting prepared for what he was no. going to say. But then he would say, what are we doing? I'm thinking, what the hell was he just talking to himself about? <laughs> Who was he about? talking to? Who the hell was he talking Myself. to? <laughs> Myself. And, and if you could read lips, it was always the same. How did I get up, end up with these two knuckleheads? <laughs> that was the same question I'd asked myself before every show. Okay, Darren. From national television in a major corporation with Rogers to now uh, working with Vegas, Golden Knights, as a host there. You also have uh, your Chirp uh, uh, podcast that runs on NHL.com. How has life differ uh, in the last uh, 12 months for you? First of all, living in Las Vegas is amazing. I I didn't, I wasn't a Vegas guy. I had been here for the awards, the expansion draft, and uh, I didn't know everything uh, beyond the strip. It's awesome. Like, it is a spectacular place to live, raise kids, 
all of it. Uh, great schools, uh, amazing weather. So that that that's one part of it. Uh, I'd never worked for a team before. Uh, my wife had uh, worked for the Maple Leafs forever. So we'd always talked about that part of it. Uh, maybe doing something like that. Uh, this was a, a golden opportunity, and I, 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 it's cool to. Be, you guys know, uh, you do a game on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, and the game ends in overtime or it's a blowout. You wrap it up. Doug goes to the Four Seasons, and uh, and I go home, and you you do your, your regular thing. There's there's no skin invested in it. Now there's skin invested in it. I uh, I, I care whether we uh, whether we win or, or or whether Vegas loses uh, because of uh, of of my job and 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 where I work and who I work for. And uh, that's it's cool to have a, a, a stake uh, involved in it. And and that's the the best part to me is just working and being part of a team again. And we and we have a great group of broadcasters here too. That's uh, that's outstanding. What what catches me off guard because. When you know the name of your podcast is called The Chirp, you are mm-hmm. a bit of a chirper, okay? Yes. And a very opinionated chirper. I'm as a, a poker. Host, a poker. As a host, yeah, you are a poker. So what must be very challenging for you is that you can't really chirp the Vegas Golden Knights. You can chirp Colorado, and mm-hmm. but how challenging is it for a chirper like you to not really be able to say everything that you think about the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, do you have your standings there? Because you love you love standings, and you you follow the attendance like crazy, which must be yeah. really frustrating this year uh, for you. <laughs> it's going to be crazy this year. Well, yeah. I know Florida has four. The, the Florida Panthers 4, love 000. it. Florida have four thousand in the building. I know that. <laughs> so so go to uh, this is how I handle it, Doug, and that's a good question. Uh, go to winning percentage, points percentage yeah. in the overall standings, mm-hmm. and you'll see right at the very top at 742 is the yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. And it's it's really easy to uh, to not poke or prod or do any of that when your team wins three out of every four games. So you're not so- like Rimmer when he used to criticize our team. I used to say Rims, remember. So- your broadcast is an infomercial. If, Don't <laughs> criticize us. You be positive. And if you're not positive, we'll find somebody else who will be positive. So all, all you did there, Darren, was uh, get Doug excited when the Vegas Golden Knights eventually become a 542 percentage team. <laughs> and then he's going to watch you. That's well, all he's going to do now. Is and it happens to everybody. Right. The, uh, I, I will say this: there's there's times when you when you look at teams over the years and you go, how like how are they doing it? How how are they on top like that and winning uh, seven out of ten and and eight and two in their last ten all the time? And that's that's what we watch on a nightly basis here. And and the other part about uh, working here that's fun is uh, maybe maybe three weeks into my uh, my tenure here, uh, my boss, Eric Tosi, who's awesome, came from Boston and uh, uh, runs our department, called me in and said, um, like, just have, have more fun. You're, you're, you're in Vegas. You're broadcasting yeah. in Vegas. And, and that opened up uh, uh, not, not to be goofy or, or outlandish, but just to have more fun. And it's, 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 a lo- it's really enjoyable here. It is, and, and I, I don't know whether uh, the viewers or the listeners can appreciate some of the predicaments that regional broadcasters have. And, you know, we, we know you're paid by Vegas. Others aren't, but it, 
it's there's still a responsibility when you when you cover a team locally that you don't want to completely throw them under the bus to Doug's point you know the team is trying to sell a product yeah you know you can't you can't go and shit all over it you know I'm watching now you know even Kelly Rudy the guy's been around forever a top broadcaster and yet go get spanked by Winnipeg at home and try to talk about it it's not easy I, I tend uh, to talk a lot about the other team on those nights yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, and you know that's how good was the other team? You you pick a couple of uh, solid. There's ways to do it, Nick. Yes, and there's no, really no, no. there's there's tactful ways to to do it. Uh, we we don't have to do it very often here, but uh, but yeah, there's you got you got to you got to walk out a line there. Well, there's how many, uh, how many ahead, just Mike. one? How many times have you had to say to your partner Mike McKenna or Gary Lawless, the mm-hmm. other guy that's with you once in a while? <laughs> Lawless in order, second intermission. Right. How many times would you say to Lawless in particular and McKenna, Doug and Kippy would have done it this way, Gary, not the way you're doing it. Have you had to do uh, that with them a lot? Well, um, yeah, I, I would say that there's a, there's a similar aspect there that, uh, well, you, let's put it this way. You guys would have loved the plexiglass between us. That 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 would have been your dream. I would have loved that. Yeah, <laughs> that that's one area where you guys would have really enjoyed uh, uh, our broadcast. Could could you have used that when Mac threw the water bottle at you on one yes. of our on a, one of our shows? Yeah, it was an empty water bottle because he goes. He's he's the most hydrated person I've ever ever worked with. It's for he, skin. It is. It was good. You you jo- threw a water bottle at me. You've done. When you, jog my memory here, was that the Memorial Cup? No, no, that no. was in studio. That was in the in the fan. Uh, the Memorial oh, that's Cup. That's right. Yeah, the we got along studio. well at the Memorial Cup because Doug was late a couple of times at the Memorial Cup, and he he wasn't as uh, peacocky uh, because he was stuck in traffic and he knew he was in in a bit of trouble. Didn't you get and, like, and yeah, and I also was was getting between the uh, the father of the player who was trying to get at Kiprios, and I was right. sort of the bodyguard that night. Remember that. We won't mention the player, but no, we won't. That, but but that was that that was okay. This is what happened. the The father wasn't happy with something that Nick had said. No, father no, 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 comes no, no. Up. no, 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 no. Sorry, I got I got to correct you. Okay, <laughs> the father at that point got messages from other people saying I was chirping his son mm-hmm. at the game. So broken telephone here. He starts coming up the stairs and wants to have a word with me. And he's a he's a big guy. Yes, he is big a big guy. guy. He's a fierce guy. So this big is guy. Doug playing peacemaker. Yeah, beat it. Beat it. <laughs> oh my god. Nick, gosh. Nick, don't don't say anymore. Beat it. Beat it. <laughs> Telling the guy to this is not this is not really helping. That guy could take us all out. And you calming our biggest weapon. To counter him is counterintuitive to to having some yeah. some kind of chance of this one, and well, you and you did you were like beat it hey beat it get now, lost listen. get <laughs> lost get tell lost. tell the fans also about the other great interview we had at that Memorial Cup with the owner of Mississauga Eugene Levy no Melnick oh Melnick yes sorry Nick <laughs> I called him Eugene, Eugene Levy, Levy. I, I did by it's mistake. Just... <laughs> two weeks ago and he's not he's not letting me forget it yeah. right 
Um, yeah, that was interesting. He was writing our names down before it went on, and then we looked at the paper after, and it was, it was, oh, uh, he, it wasn't legible. He he financed that whole Memorial Cup though. Oh, like I it know. was, it was wild how much how much money he put uh, he put oh, into that thing. It was the, it was a good show. And for the record, oh, I I never chirped the player. I was actually uh, it was the opposite. I was saying great things about him. Yeah. So where did the uh, where did the message get broken and lost? Where does it always get lost? On Twitter. <laughs> okay. On Twitter. That's anyway, not the only time happy. that like you didn't you almost get into a scrap early in your days doing color? Yes. Well, our studio was when you cover junior hockey, there's really no choices except to broadcast, you know, within the fans, the seats. So uh, we were on the first level at the Memorial Cup, but there was a game in Sarnia where uh, Kevin Quinn and I did the broadcast from the middle of the seats. Mm-hmm. And we were surrounded by Section 108. Season ticket holders. Season ticket holders. And somebody started chirping me. And it got to the point where I, I while the play was going on, Kevin Quinn watches me stand up, take my mic off, and go, I've had just about enough of you, buddy. And I'm starting to walk over towards him, and he's grabbing my coat and pulling me back while he doesn't miss a beat of the play-by-play. <laughs> Tremendous talent. And it was safe to say we've, we've never been in the stands after that covering uh, junior hockey. Uh, do, you guys like, uh, do you guys like this division format or... Are you ready to go back to the regular format? Because okay, some people are you hosting really or am I hosting? Are, oh, are sorry. You, are you segueing <laughs> sorry, sorry, somewhere sorry. else? Sorry, I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so I had, uh, had some yeah. questions. No, no, we're not done with Vegas here because uh, before we we jump all over the map, let's let's finish Vegas out, and and we gotta we gotta get your your thoughts whether or not this team is covered from top to bottom. We've got a trade deadline coming. No matter what, you always got the feeling from the moment they came into the league that they want to be around the action. You know, when there was an Eric Carlson available, they were in on it. When Petrangelo looked like he was uh, playing out his contract in St. Louis, they were in on it. They just seemed to always be in on it. Is is this lineup too good to be in on anything? Uh, Anything big, I would say they're not in on it. They've they've done the the adding and the, the, uh, stockpiling, uh, could you, could you tweak, could you add depth? Could you go somewhere, uh, with your, with your third line? Could you add a, a pivot, uh, on that side? I, I think they're, they're probably looking around in that area to see if they can get, but last year they added Nick cousins, that type of deal. Uh, but, but salary is going to be, uh, an issue. They'll have to move some money out in, if they, if they do something to that effect, but goaltending, Blue line, uh, top uh, six plus Alex Tuck has, has been great. Their fourth line is stable. Uh, there's not a lot to uh, to tweak with with this hockey club right now. They're good. They're really good. Their their top line, Patcheretti is getting up and down the ice like I've I've never seen him before. And we all know he can he can shoot and he can he's got that great release. But he's Chandler Stevenson has has made that line quicker by moving the puck in his and his feet uh mark stone's having a career year he's going to be in a heart trophy conversation i think it's mcdavid's and then everybody else but uh mark stone is that good he'll win i think he'll win the selkie and, and their second line 
uh, is is a 200 foot uh, foot line. And the Shea Theodore, Alec Petrangelo, uh, Alec Martinez, you guys, he Alec Martinez. I, I can't, every time I watch him, I think of Doug because uh, when Alec Martinez, uh, he made Doug jump seven feet in the air when he scored the uh, overtime goal to end the Stanley Cup final in 2014. Why? We Tell him why. Because <laughs> he Seriously, got to go home. I, I, wanted to go, I'll tell you, I wanted to go home. I had my fellow. Because <laughs> he got to go home. That's yeah. why. <laughs> People don't realize that when a team, when you're covering a Stanley Cup final like that, whoever wins game one, is who you're cheering for for the oh, rest totally. of the rest 100%. of the hundred percent. And we so, would have had two days off and traveled across the country back to New York uh if if the Rangers would have won that game. And Alec Martinez scores and Doug like seven feet might be conservative for for how high you jumped. One of the happiest days of my life. Well, it was a it was a really happy day because we had heard earlier in the day that Pierre Maguire is going to be named general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember Pierre was telling us that or telling people that. And then Martinez scored. So it was just a double happy day for me, you know, happy for Pierre didn't work out and also happy that I got to go home. Wasn't that the same trip where you couldn't meet us for a hit? You, you kept delaying it because, and then we found out that you were actually interviewing for the Pittsburgh Penguins coaching job. Yes, that's true. And I couldn't tell you that. And then Scott Quiet. Morrison showed up. Remember, Scotty showed yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was a lot of fun. We had, so, uh, it was a great trip, but we were very happy that this they blue, uh, the, the one more trip, uh, note on Vegas. The the blue line gets a, a lot of praise because of Martinez, Petrangelo, uh, uh, Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb, but they've they've fit three kids into the fold from the back half of last year in Zach yeah. Whitecloud, who's now played 50 games. Uh, yeah. And uh, he was a free agent acquisition. They signed him out of uh, Bemidji State uh, and another one of those branding guys. But then Nick Hag and uh, they're just, they're, they're Dylan Coughlin uh, scored three. They've got three young defensemen to go with the rest. So there, there's a, a bit of a mix going in. And you know what, how, how tough that is, uh, Doug, to, I mean, three of your seven defensemen have less than 50 games. No. It, the, the big question is, are they feeling, I mean, they're a young franchise. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable how far they've come. But are they feeling the pressure right now that it's all about what they do at playoff time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's the challenge now. You've moved past that expansion stuff to, hey, when whatever happens, it, it's almost like it, the Leafs. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. It's yeah. all about what you do at playoff time or it's, sorry, that's just no. what it is when you become good. Now, the fans are still in this in the stage of enjoying the regular season. They right. love it. They, I mean, the, 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 the ratings are great. The, the, the radio show that I do uh, for a couple hours a day is, is jammed with, with callers. Like, they're still enjoying that ride. There's not the frustration that there would be in a Toronto, uh, but the players. It starts with Bill Foley. Bill Foley says it's Stanley oh. Cup. Like I, oh. I, my goal is to win a Stanley Cup, and there's no other mention of that. And and Mark Stone, I, I've never heard from a team that talks about winning a Stanley Cup more. And it's not I like let's let's see where the chips fall. Let's make right. a good run. Let's try and get to a final. It is pure and simply 
when the players talk, it is about winning a Stanley Cup. Well, he started that when he wrote the check. When he mm-hmm. wrote the check to buy the team, he was talking Stanley Cup almost day one. Yeah, and and that hasn't changed. He he right. wants to win uh, now, and he wants to win multiple cups. And I I think that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I, did they great. did they change the plan? Did they change the plan after year number one? Yeah, like it 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 sped up. But uh, but the the idea of of what what they want to accomplish, they want to put banners up. Can't uh, can't have a Vegas conversation without getting into the a little bit of a roller coaster ride of the goaltending net, Darren. And it had quite a different feeling for Marc Andre Fleury uh, in in the bubble last season. We know yeah. the famous uh, tweet by Alan Walsh. What would and Doug yet- have done if Walsh would have done that to one of to his team? Doug, See, what would you have done if Walsh would have attention. done that? He's looking at his phone. No, I, I, I just like, I mean, I, I thought it was, I, I would have lost, I would have lost <laughs> it. 100% lost it. Lost it marbles. But the first question I would have said is, did you do that yourself or did you and the player do that? Did you oh. conspire to put that out? I might have checked into that before I lost it. You know the answer. Yeah, uh, a team effort. Yeah, the exactly. the the turnaround in Marc Andre Fleury is has been extraordinary. Like, I I I love watching him. I think he's so good for our sport, and he's been so great for this franchise. And and he's just he's a cool guy to be around, fun guy to be around. I didn't see what he did in the seventeen games uh, that uh, or five and a half weeks that 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 Robin Leonard was out. I didn't see that coming. Being able to carry the ball the way he did and be as spectacular as he was. And then to finish it off by playing both games in Colorado the other day and, and being brilliant in the, in the second game. I just, at 36 years old, I, I didn't see that happening to be, able, I, he'd be good, but I didn't see Vesna trophy caliber goaltending. That, that was one of the greatest runs and, and most enjoyable things to, to watch firsthand. The the thing that we didn't see coming at all was Leonard taking over the number one spot, which essentially he did last season in yeah. the bubble, and then follow it up with a $5 million, 20, uh, $25 million uh, five-year contract and the thought of getting rid of Flurry, And yet now it's the furthest from everyone's mind. But ultimately, are you a believer that you can't have that much money invested in your goaltending as, as early as next season? Yeah. If if you want to win, uh, then you've got to have have options. And can you imagine if they hadn't had Marc-Andre Fleury? What would what would the record be? It wouldn't be 742, with all due respect to uh, what what they have uh, be, behind the two goaltenders. So can can you ride it out for one more year, uh, which is, is Fleury's contract? I I think if you if you get through this year, then you can get through uh, another year. They were they were very creative, and they were creative in the sense that they added uh, along the way as well. Um, yeah, and and on the goaltending front uh, in the in the bubble, um, it should be noted like like Robin Leonard was really good in the bubble. He too. was absolutely, like, and he's a great you know, goaltender. He is. Isn't it amazing? I, I go back to when I traded made a big trade in in Columbus and I traded Kevin Adams 
to Florida for Ray Whitney and my owner lost his shit. Like he lost it. He was so mad at me for trading Kevin Adams. And yet Foley has been steadfast in that Fleury is not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's our franchise. He's the most important guy in our franchise. The fans relate to him. And yet there's been a ton of conversation that he was going places. Was it Foley that stopped it? Or was it Leonard's injury that stopped it? Well, I, uh, no, I th- I don't think it was Leonard's injury that stopped it because uh, it was it was, that was past the 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 point of uh, of moving things around. Um, yeah. Was it a combination of uh, money uh, being able to to move the money around and making the money work uh, around yeah. the National Hockey League? I mean, uh, putting uh, this is before the 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 flurry run, and you're you you think you're probably selling a bit low uh, and and finding a spot for that seven million dollars would have been would have been would have been tough. So. Uh, a combination, uh, and I, I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever got to uh, Bill Foley's desk. Uh, did did they look at it? Sounds like it, but yeah. uh, I don't think it ever got to to that point. They they realized that they were going to use both goaltenders going forward. Yeah. Okay. One more on uh, Vegas, yeah. real quick. Everybody sees Vegas and Colorado head to head. I'm watching Colorado. I'm watching Rantanen. The guy looks stronger than he did even a year ago. Yeah. It is. He is. He's hit his all-time manhood, man. He is a horse out there. And they're quick, Darren. But maybe the one question is goaltending, and you give that edge to Vegas. So is this what we're all anticipating, Colorado versus Vegas? Minnesota has been great, too. Uh, I wouldn't count them out um uh nobody saw dallas getting to a to a stanley cup and uh, look where look the highs and lows that they, they've been on uh, i don't want to judge colorado deeply until after uh, the trade deadline and see what they do they, they'll add something right like they'll they've got to add a goaltender of some performance level is they it just Dubnik, picked one is up Reimer? off of waivers is it is it no, uh trade it yeah no oh. Same difference. What was it? A sixth yeah. rounder? Yeah, that's less than waivers. <laughs> so let's let's see. <laughs> less than waivers. He's I don't right. I've heard that phrase before. There's uh, no fee. There's no fee with a pick. Waivers. You got to pay a fee, don't you? Uh, I, I want to see what they do. Like their blue line is as so dynamic. Um, yeah. Their their top two lines is great. Are great. Uh, their their third line's performing now. Their fourth line has has energy. They're really in a lot of ways uh, mirror what Vegas does. Slightly different style, uh, but uh, they, they they do match up really well. Do they have depth? Uh, Colorado's gone three deep in the playoffs the last couple of years. Last two what? years in goaltending. So so they get in. Can you play Grubauer this much and still expect him to be healthy? Let's see. Look, the fact that they didn't go to the final, the fact that they lost to Dallas last year, it has shocked me that they haven't tried to fix that position. I'm sorry. I know Grubauer got hurt, and, and but Darren, they were giving up six, seven, eight goals a game against Dallas in that series. I mean, it was embarrassing. Dallas had no business winning that series. It was strictly Colorado's goaltending, and they go into the playoffs essentially with the same goaltending prior to what you say they may do. So what? 
what would you do? I'll give you three choices. Who's out there? Who's out there? Look at the well, goaltenders that are available. Bernier? When he, well, he's, he's at the top of the list, but health issues. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Dubnik, uh, Reimer. So there's there's three guys that you you could you could grab with varying degrees of compensation. Who would you pick? Might be in a race with Washington to grab one of those what, guys too. What I might have considered doing was doing it last summer. So they had your goaltending in place because when I look at the guys that are available and quick could be in that mix, those are not those are not comforting names to me when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup if Grubauer happens to go down. See, that's that's the what scares me. You guys have an amazing advantage over Colorado just off the goaltending position if as long as Leonard comes back and is healthy. All right, Nick Kiprios here. Darren Millard, our special guest with Doug McLean. If you're watching, hit the like button. We still want 300 uh, likes, right, Jordan, to get us to a, a, a huge Q&A yeah, later mean, on. If you guys want to ask questions and have them be answered, then you have to yes. grease the wheels a little bit here, you know? Oh, so a, you, yeah. want, you want people to, to like phone in or, or oh, send no. in questions? So, yeah, they send in questions. We try to do it maybe around once a month. We set a goal, and if they hit mm -hmm. our light goal while we're live, we have a fun little time asking questions. They send them in on Twitter at under, line underscore movement or in our YouTube chat here. But, alas, we haven't reached uh, our goal of 300 yet. Maybe today's the Come day. Come on, people. And and we're closing in on 10,000 uh, subscriptions to our show as well. 500 oh, left. Great. 500, 500 left. We so. the only way we have a snowball's chance of hitting that is if the goddamn roof falls in here. Again. I was I, well it it'll be a lot more expensive at at the studio that you're in now than, than it was at the studio <laughs> you, where You still get that you still get mentioned that episode? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, and it came back uh, in full force the other day when the ESPN uh, oh. in studio in Columbia, uh, where the soccer studio fell in. I saw and, that. And oh. then all of a sudden, there was shot after shot after shot of uh, of Doug McLean ducking. Is, is that guy, is he okay? Did we he, ever hear? No, no, he was great. He was fine. He was great. Yes, I, he walked it off. He tweeted after. I cannot you know believe what? that he was okay. I absolutely blew that when that happened. And I got a little bit and just nicked a little bit. And I don't know how Scott Moore ever got my phone number because he sure as hell never phoned me before in the six years I'd been working at Sportsnet. And I get a okay. call that afternoon. Uh, yes, Doug Scott here. And I said, Scott who, Morrison? No, it's Scott Moore. <laughs> oh, you're the president of Rogers. Right, right, right. How are you doing? He said. I said, I'm doing great. I, I blew it. I should have went on compensation for a couple of years. I blew yeah, that. At least. Did at you get least. a call, Kip? Uh, I yeah, I got a call too. I got a call. I too. didn't get a call. That shows you where where I rated in that in the, in the pecking order. Yeah, in the pecking order for sure. Uh, I, I you know you got a call. You got a call later. You got a call a few months yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, that we threw the break. We we got things settled after the ceiling caved in. And we threw the break. Then we finished the show and still no boss is called. And then we went down to the eighth floor and Matt Marstrom, our producer, uh, said, is, is everybody okay? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we had a game that night and some, uh, we were, we were going to open the show with that roof cave again. And Marzi said, one of the bosses said, we, we'd rather you not draw attention to it. 
I said, the roof caved in. <laughs> I, I think there's some attention. <laughs> on live TV. Like, on live TV. In. Yeah, we're on <laughs> CNN right now. <laughs> I, I, I See, think we're okay with that. <laughs> thus, the success of our show is that they never really paid attention to it no. uh, in, in, the, in the top offices. No, no, no bosses. Uh, no bosses called. Uh, but but I think that that was a good thing. Like when you look back at it, was it not a good thing that that people kind of let us do our thing? Except I thought it was a had, great thing. No, no. Except we had to talk about the Leafs for the first twenty minutes of the show. But we that didn't was, really. Well, we were supposed to. It was yeah. off and on, and the Leafs yeah. were were either really bad at that time or trying to get a little bit better. But like during. Oh, there's three or four years of our show where like that was waffle time. That was paper bag oh. time. There oh. was, there was, there was a few different uh, things going on. Remember Colby was playing for the Leafs uh, at the time. They, they, there was, there was the uh, Darren Millard, Brian Burke episode of the all-star game in California, which yep. in uh, Carolina, Carolina. That, fu- that fueled it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I so thought Darren- that was a legitimate question. And Brian, <laughs> Brian disagreed with that. He, he, and it went on for like three hours. He was, three he well, went on for, you, he, it's, he still, was, it's still going on with Berkey. You, you <laughs> did, you did try to turn it into a bigger story, which I is your said, job, which was your job. If Phil you could Kessel, turn it into something. Phil Kessel was taken last. Remember there was the player draft. Yeah. Ovi. And, uh, oh, Phil Kessel remember. was the last player taken. And I just said to, to Berkey, like a uh, comment, like, cause it, you got to think it, it wouldn't be. A great feeling, and Berkey didn't agree with or didn't like my question. Well, you and were, it was over text, and and tried to, my data you, charges were very extreme from that trip. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if if anyone's going to give you a great soundbite, it was him. Right? It was great. Yeah, no, Berkey, uh, and and I partly deserved that. I I, I won't but, deny it. It was it was worth it. It was. Good it support. wasn't a soundbite you could use. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. He was using characters on on that phone that I didn't even like on your flip phone that that I didn't even know existed. Okay, Th- those promos. I don't know if anybody's watched them uh, on on the internet, but th- th- they were some fun promos that we did. Especially the three of us with that flip phone, because Matt couldn't say it. My my favorite part about the uh, the promos was when we the the crew would be shooting something that we're not involved in, and Mac would be talking about how long they're taking to shoot or whatever because it's delaying whatever he's got to get to, but not realizing <laughs> that he's still wearing a microphone and he's talking about the sound guy and the, oh, the camera operator. And they're not all good. listening to exactly listening. what he's saying the not, whole not time. Good. No, Talk not good. Mike. That's a Tim, lo- a Tim Peel the, moment. I love the commercial when we used to, when after we did the commercial, then we went into our dressing room. We had the towels around our necks, <laughs> like like we were the players, you know. It was, no, the best part about that one was we had to kick people out of the fitness, uh, uh, like the the Rogers gym. They, yes. they weren't allowed to use the, the change room for a bit because but, <laughs> Hockey Central had I'll, to shoot a promo. I'll tell you what, guys. We we went through a lot, but the best, the best thing we ever went through was the night Roger Millions was reporting live or on tape from no, Chicago. On tape. Another switcher or someone didn't check the tape. Yeah. We made we made the Letterman show, didn't we? Or was it the Jimmy Kimmel show? Jimmy Kimmel. 
Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy show Kimmel. with that hit. Yeah. Can Joe pull that up and put that on for us or no? So, so that was the uh, where he did it. They put the wrong take in and he he said something. And and I feel bad for Roger because he got the the blame. Oh. Well, he took the, the, the I don't know. The to, to Roger's credit, though, they, they didn't fire him. No. Well, he didn't just, well, he shouldn't have been I, fired. It wasn't. No his his job but but all i remember from that is he says that and i'm on the talk back button talking to the producer saying don't come to us just go to commercial break because i knew the two of you wouldn't be able to to, to keep it together <laughs> then they came back and the only thing i said was roger millions with the report uh so i threw roger right under the bus a bit of right a right under the bus that's what you and said and stammered away uh, because i didn't want you guys to talk about it because then i thought we'd for sure be fired i so was too shocked last, i was shocked my, my last boss at Rogers, my last big boss at Rogers was David Azuma. And, and David, <laughs> David told me that he was the guy that screwed up, put that tape into the show. And yes. I said, well, and, I'm sure he appreciates said, you mentioning and, that yeah, on our show. And now you're, and now you're my boss. <laughs> I, I answer to you, David. I love David. Azuma, oh, that poor way. guy. I love all these David years. Azuma. He's kept it a secret. And now you've <laughs> shared it on real Kipper at noon. That was, uh, didn't we, did we go for dinner after that or what do I can't remember what we did after that, but that was like opening night of the Stanley cup playoffs. You've got two months left and that was opening night. Yeah. By the way, that was it. That the night that you and I still, they still have our two receipts for the after party at yes. Rogers. Yeah, you and yeah. I picked up you the and cab. I, yeah, seven hundred bucks each, and those receipts are still on somebody's desk at Rogers. <laughs> yeah. They've never been paid. We've never got paid for. Do you notice that? Yes, <laughs> I think I think you guys could still go for it. I think you still get your money back. I think it's seven years to hand yeah. in a receipt, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, it's, it's oh no, we just, handed in the receipts. Or is that taxes? I'm 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 going through it right now. Uh, with my good friends uh, up there, uh, they can go back more than than seven years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> trust they're, trust they're, me on that one right now. They're the yeah. real bosses, aren't they? <laughs> they they are the real, and you can't get a hold of anybody there because no, which is a good working. thing. It yeah, with Tom, uh, Doug. Uh, any advice for uh, U.S. taxation uh, for me as as I go through this transition? Yes. What I can write pay, off? Pay what you should pay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a hard lesson that Mac needed to there, learn over a, a, forty years. The, the one word you don't ever want them saying to you is fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, pay what you're supposed to pay. That's my only advice. <laughs> sound advice from tax. For all your tax ant, uh, questions and answers, please tune in to yeah. Doug McLean. Can we move on to a different topic? Well, please? let's get yeah, let's get into a few nuts and bolts around the league. Um, we we exhausted Vegas through uh, our good. They're really Aaron good. Hard. They're um, really good. Where do you want to start? Uh, Connor McDavid fined five thousand dollars. Did you see it? What did you think? Everybody's screaming bloody murder, and it's like, please, it was like a wind burn. I loved it. You I loved the hit awesome. or the or the fine. Uh, well, I, I think he's going to be okay with the fine, and I love the hit. I get everybody's going to look at it, and maybe you, it doesn't doesn't it buy him a little bit. Not maybe not room, but respect uh, around the league. Like he's he's fighting his own battle. I think it's great. You I don't want what? him fighting, but I love I like what he did. 
the best line he said last night after the game, this, this, just think about this for a minute. They asked him a question and he said, if I knew the answer to that, I'd be a billionaire. Most people would say, if I knew the answer to that, I'd be rich. I'd be, I'd be a millionaire. He said, if I knew the answer to that, I'd be a billionaire. I mean, who says that? <laughs> well, did you see um, Pooley Arvey go offside on his goal? Yes. I would think that... On a three-on-one? Yes. So when he was hitting uh, Kaki and Emmy, he was really thinking of Pooley Arvey. That's my theory, because how do you how do you go offside on a three on one with this guy included in the rush? Yeah, how do you go offside at any point on a rush with Connor McDavid? How many times? You, yeah, you be the trailer is what you. Oh my Pugliarvi, god! You be the trailer and then go to the net. Mm. We know this guy is gunning for uh, uh, major awards and a scoring title. How many times could Pooley RV after that say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> would, would, would he say sorry or would he just like sit at the other end of the bench? No, no, if he's smart, you say it to the point where Connor goes, shut up already, okay, you're sorry, and then it's over. How many times I say that on a golf course so that my teammate, when we're in like, you know, like playing in sixes, you know? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I screwed that shot up. Yes. No, or begging for a, a Terry David Mulligan. You guys play in sixums? We, no, we play sixes. Oh, sixes. Oh, partners, six, 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 yeah. Old, yeah. Uh, I have a question uh, from a uh, longtime listener, first time caller, wants to know uh, Did you ask that the gimme range be extended to social distancing? Uh, limits. So six they're not, feet. For... They're not called gimmies with the group I play. They're called Duggies. Okay. <laughs> Dougie. uh, this this caller also wants to know if uh, does your insurance cover his golf clubs if they're broken in the back of your Porsche going to the golf course? Uh, and Mike Roberts would also like to know how your tennis game is, or your how your guitar how your guitar lessons are coming. <laughs> Can I Mike remind Roberts, both of you yeah. what what they taught me? It's no inside stuff here. Oh, I know. Okay, I know no inside I'm a guest. stuff. Bring it up. <laughs> I already told the story about the golf club. You heard the story about the golf club, right? No. Well, I go to play. I'm going to play golf with a buddy of mine. So we go down, and I go to get in his car. He's got a BMW, like an X5, one of those SUV things. He said, "Oh no, my." Uh, my, Happy has it, his wife. And I said, well, that means we're taking my car. So we put, I, we have to put the roof down and we put the clubs in the back seat, you know, a little back seat. Yeah. We play, we get back in the car and I take the woods out and I put them back in behind the seat and we get to the first stop sign and I push my seat back a little because I'm cold. Oh. And I hear a snap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know this guy that well. I think, please, please be one of my clubs. Please, not one of his. Then I th said, except don't be my new $499 driver I just bought. <laughs> it was his driver when we got home that I snapped with the seat. That's, right. the, that's the story. So All it's right. not that's an inside the, story. Were you able our... to, put, to put it into the golf bag and, and, and cover it up so it wasn't your fault? I get, I'm going to give him a hundred dollar gift certificate, get a new shaft at the PGA store. <laughs> so Darren, do you have Sorry, an appreciation 
uh, living in Win- uh, in uh, Vegas now in terms of what's going on in the Western Conference? Because we know everybody's, most of the writers come out of the East. They're like Mac. They go to bed by 1030. Is there a new appreciation being on the West and watching teams a lot closer, including Vegas? Because I'm, I'm watching Carlson the other night, Eric, in, uh, in San Jose. And he has a pretty good game, and I, I'm sure you guys caught the clip that went viral. Oh yeah, where where he was asked, "Was this the best offensive game he's ever had?" And he's chomping on an apple, which in itself is hilarious. But then that was Stone, you. That was the way you eat. Yeah. <laughs> like don't face. He says, "Not even close." And stops. Like next question. Dead stops. Yeah. Great. Great. Uh. I can, I, I will say this. There's been a couple of moments where I've been enough already with the Toronto talk. Like I, I, I see it from this side now where the whole world, Toronto has a couple of good games and then that's all you see or hear. So I get that now. I, I, I do uh, appreciate the, the blowback or the frustration uh, that people may have. But one thing I will I am slightly worried about like, people have trouble keeping track of some of the, the West coast teams during a regular year when you're not playing any of them and you're not invested in having to watch the, the West division every night. How, how are you going to vote on some of these awards? Like it, it's going to, I think there's, there could be a couple, thank goodness. Connor's having a, a lights out year uh, and he's going to separate himself a little bit, but I, I think there could be some, some, uh, misses uh, along the way here. Do you think it should change now? The the voting system should change? Uh, if you're the I, I NHL, think... do you have concern that uh, a large portion of, of people voting aren't watching that closely? Yeah, I, I have concern there. And I think what they should do is, is each division nominates uh, its own winner of, of the respective categories. So the West gets a Vesna, the North gets a Vesna, and then you put the four of them together and you vote from from those for this year only. Uh, same with the Hart Trophy. Uh, uh, the North gets their nominee for the Hart Trophy, the 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 West and and the Central, right. and and that's probably the best way to do it from a year end uh, awards perspective. Uh, otherwise, uh, I don't think it's. And then you can do your research, but if you're trying to track the whole league this year, like. It's really difficult because you're not seeing even the national announcers aren't seeing the the league. Nobody's the, the American announcers aren't aren't going to Canada and watching firsthand, then and vice versa. And uh, so that's that's what I would do. That's what I proposed. You should do that all the time because they don't watch most of the time. Whether it's this is unique or not, True. I mean, Christ, they didn't even know if a guy was a left shot or right shot. That's nothing to do with with the divisions. Ovechkin. Yeah, like seriously, you know where do, do we have put you guys ticked off? Have you guys ticked off Ovechkin lately? Because you you both had your little uh, run-ins with with Ovi, and he's continuing to get it done. Well, Ovi and I go back to the hot stick. Mm-hmm. Remember that conversation and why I didn't like it. And uh, we we met up, I think, at an All Star game. We had a bit of a conversation and played some video games. Uh, not quite, uh, <laughs> but you know he, I think. He certainly knew where it was kind of trending in terms of more of a celebration, more of individual and uh, individuals kind of standing out. I don't think you'll ever see Ovechkin do a hot stick ever again, uh, just in 
terms of where he is in, in his career. But I think there was a part of him that understood what I was saying, but didn't deter him enough from, from standing up for himself. So we, we had a good conversation about it. What about Patrick Marlowe? Hey, uh, by the way, just, just a note. Can you believe Mess got that close to Gordie Howe and didn't pass? As, as Patrick Marlowe gets close to all times games played, it, that that's one thing that, that jumps out at me, that uh, your buddy Mark Messier got that close to being the all-time games played leader. I, I don't think he ever cared one bit. I don't, I don't think Mark really? would ever sit there and go, that, that's one I needed. It's, it's, it, it all depends on how you want to look at things. You know, if you're Patrick Marlowe, you've got the longest uh, NHL streak where you've never won a Stanley Cup. I mean, it's it just, it all depends on the way you want to look at it. I, I, it's, I, I it's, it's, it's incredible already to play over a thousand games is tremendous longevity to, to say, you know, you, you pass Gordy Howe and whether or not people still believe that he should be in the league or he deserves a spot over a younger player who could benefit the team maybe a year or two from now more. It's, you know. I say what you just did there. What's that? You made a statement without trying to make a statement. Yeah. Like, don't pass Gordy Howe. Don't pass Gordy Howe. It all is depends the... on what you think is important. I'm My whole point in this is I don't think Mark Messi ever looked at it for two seconds and said, I need to play another, what, what did he need? 30 games, 40 games? What like did he need? 10, wasn't it? I don't I know it what close. it was. Yeah. A handful? Yeah. I, I don't think Mark ever counted that. As being Listen, anything super, super special, passing Gordy Howe. That's my um, opinion. I don't. I've never talked to him about it. It's just my opinion. Listen, we had some great times at Halloween, <laughs> and I'd like to know, Darren. It's final question I'm going to ask you. We did the Wizard of Oz. We did, you know, the Kiss. That was what? the best one. What would way. you what would you dress Gary Lawless up as if you when you guys do yours in Vegas? It's a good, well, we did Channel Five uh, or Channel Four News uh, uh, Anchorman. We did that. We did that one one year, uh, two and years who, ago. Who was he? He was the uh, sports announcer, the cowboy hat. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were Carol. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember who I was. I, I remember I had a mustache though. Uh, so we did that. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, any suggestions? No, I, I don't even want your suggestions because no, don't, just, don't ask me for my suggestions. Yeah, you, you just no, be, no, it's just, just not going to be, it's just not going to help. You know, it's not going to, he, he would come on a hockey set. We had a lot of fun. So, hey? so, so lawless tweeted out the other day, something about to, to, to hockey central at noon saying, Hey, can I, what, why can't I get on that show and, or something to that effect? And I just responded from over here. You used to get on that show all the time. I don't know what changed. <laughs> they just, uh, they had up uh, the picture of Doug McLean as Gene Simmons, which still to me, we've done a few costumes over the years, but that one was, that was, was Jumping really the Shark good. too. And 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 you walking through the cafeteria at Rogers was brilliant, and and people actually thinking you were Gene Simmons. It was bizarre. Gene Simmons even thought how I was did, Gene Simmons when he how saw. How did we ever talk you into that? 
Do you remember when we had Gene Simmons on Hockey Central? Yes. And, yes, I do. And you were trying, I can't remember what you asked him, but it, it was, it was strange and left field. Why? Why was he on? I don't know why he was on. Talking but, hockey. He was a season ticket holder somewhere. No, wasn't, wasn't he, he trying to buy a team or wasn't he trying to get involved in uh, he had an arena something? Foot, he had an something arena football league team in Anaheim and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what what it had to do with, but somehow we had Gene Simmons on Hockey Central at noon, and Doug yes. was asking questions. So, so you're you've got this band, and yeah, yeah it's, he's got a band, <laughs> pretty good band, pretty good band. <laughs> but but I think he actually did appreciate it because Listen, you, you didn't try to kiss his butt. There's a lot of Simmons in PEI. I thought he was a Simmons from like Wilman Valley. <laughs> One of the Simmons from Wilman Valley. That's what I thought he was. They own a cool breeze, you know? Those are the Simmons. Oh, is that, that I the, know. Is that the Simmons? Know. Yeah. Simmons oh, family owns cool breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Everybody just in PEI uh, is, is either uh, what you own or like uh, you're, you're by the, uh, the, the corner or the traffic circle or, but it's not called yeah. a traffic circle. It's got like, what's the traffic circle called uh, uh, out east of town? Rotary. Rotary. But but that's the we call what's it the a area about in in well, uh, northeast northeast United States well, Wilmot Valley, okay, Wilmot exactly. Valley roundabout, yeah, yeah. like uh, the 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 glass dealership, uh, our, our buddy Randy Novus, yeah. yeah, Novus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just a, a shout out to uh, Deb Berman who helped us with the costumes over the years and Hillary with the makeup. Uh, that was a big part of Hockey Central at noon, and, and we appreciated their efforts. Yes. We so did. let me ask you something as we kind of close this thing out. Um, is there a chance by the end of the year that maybe uh, you could lead a power play meeting and maybe Lawless does penalty kill? Is there a chance DeBoer or Steve Spot would, would let you do that by the end of the year? Well, I, I know this. Steve Spot is as excited about this reunion as anybody in the coaching staff. He's been he's been clamoring for this reunion for, for a long time. So you, whether the power play goes guns a blazing or not, uh, Steve Spot's a, a happy guy. Would you tell, want me to go ahead? Tell tell Steve I didn't know he's an assistant coach there. Now I'm going to start bragging him up. I didn't know he was there. I was wondering where the hell he was. Tell him he's got to get out front a little more. Get in front of DeBoer once in a while on the bench, you know? (laughs) To answer your question that you got cut (laughs) off on and interrupted, I would never want you to run any type of meeting for my hockey club, but I know for sure that you would want to. Uh, Yes. And it would probably end up something like uh, when when Gretzky's acquired by St. Louis, and I think it was Roger Nielsen was running the power play meeting. And Brett Hall kept saying, hey, Roger, let him talk. Hey, Roger, <laughs> let him talk. Let Roger, stop talking. Let let Gretzky talk. That's probably what it would some, somehow uh, end up like. No, and then, and then he told, the other one he told Hitchcock was when they were doing three-on-twos, he used to say, Hitch, do you want me to dump it in on the three-on-twos <laughs> or three-on-ones? Do you want me to dump it in? <laughs> I, so, miss, I miss Brett. So, uh We'd have our team meetings in New York. This is the year after we won the Stanley Cup, and we had Ray Ferraro. Ray, of course, does a terrific job uh, uh, for TSN. And Coley Campbell goes through his game prog- uh, his game uh, meeting, and then Dick Todd's job was to come in and just 
talk a little bit about, uh, you know, a few, few different things, but the majority of it was about where our segment was. And at, at that point, at that point, we oh, had the five uh, game segments, five game oh, yeah. segments. And in New York, man, they were, it was just like, uh, candy to babies with these segments. So he'd come in and say, how many, how many, uh, uh, goals we need for how many we got to close against and it's worth 1500 this segment two grand this segment and he would come in and, and just say it in about five seconds and then he'd end his meeting with boys peckers in the air <laughs> and ray Ferrar looks at me stone-faced and he goes you know you work your whole life to get to the nhl the best league <laughs> in the world and that's the help you get <laughs> and, and so and that 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 sums up your meeting if you ever have one for vegas <laughs> so the, would the you rather can me always do the look at you and shake their heads power player penalty kill which one do you think i could do well or, i think i think you would say thanks guys but i'm gonna go help uh F mark andre Fleury out a yeah. little bit i didn't <laughs> I like agree. I, I didn't like his angle I, on the last uh, on the last goal I, I think you should keep doing what you're doing, and that's looking after the goaltending there. I think you're doing a hell of a job with it. Look at the masks in your background. It's yes. obvious you're a goalie guy, and I'm sure the only reason Fleury's any damn good now is you went there. Gerard Glant leaves. He was no good in the playoffs. You go in there, and now he's a freaking star. I you got know, John Garrett's mask over here. There, oh, was a, there. there was a point, I think, during uh, the, the lockout <laughs> that uh, I would invite Darren out to skate with some of the local guys uh, in Toronto, which included Lindros and DeMaio and uh, Wait, uh, who else? Thomas, Stevie Steve Thomas. Thomas, right? Yeah. And you held your own. You didn't embarrass me. I took away the middle as good as anybody. It's, it's really good. He embarrassed, me. he embarrassed me at the celebrity game in Charlottetown. He came in as our goaltender there. We had Drew McIntyre who just won a, a national championship in Japan on the other end and you in our end that that wasn't yeah. pretty drew was still riding the wave of confidence from that national title <laughs> i had no chance in in that i still play I, kippy do you still play at all we were we were we had it going a little while before this uh oh yeah stupid pandemic uh shut us all down but uh, try anyways as much as you can still like, fun even though Eric you're a lot slower the worst part about uh, skating with Eric Lindros was he always wants to do drills. <laughs> like, my days me of doing off. drills are over. He he pissed me off when his backhand was harder than my slap shot. One-handed backhand. <laughs> That's when I got really, really pissed off. But those were fun times <laughs> during the lockout. I don't know how we pulled it off because Doug was so friggin' pro-owner. It made me sick over those years, but we we managed to get through it. Uh, yeah, Doug, you were fairly pro owner. I don't know oh whether he was, God. I don't know whether he was as pro owner as you were pro player though. Did you have, yeah. did you have a direct line to Gary Bettman's, uh, and, and Jeremy Jacobs during the lockout, Mac? It, it really, it really helped me get another job. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they just didn't like the way I kind of hammered you every time on all my good points. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Mac, what would you do if uh, if you were in Philadelphia right now with Carter Hart? Like, would you would you try and get some goaltending help, or would you let him work through it? I'm 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 actually legitimately curious how you would handle that. I would let him work through it. I think they did. You know, Kippy wanted him sent to the minors. I said, I want him playing him games. 
give him three or four days off, try to work with it on his game, get, try to have somebody that he, he trusts and likes with him and see, get him back in there. Uh, th- th- this is their franchise guy. So Arminio's are- trying some tough love with him. And um, I just, I'm not sure tough love works with, well, with goalies. I, no, I don't I'm think it. Sure. I didn't like his con- Vino's comments on it at all. I I no. don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him playing in the American Hockey League and him thinking that it was uh, any type of punishment or I'm trying to embarrass him. It's go down, play a few games with the Phantoms, feel good, get some good energy from some of the kids around you down there, and then come back up. I I, I told Mac last week. Mike Richter went down the year before we won the Cup and played four or five games in Binghamton just to kind of get his head on straight. And it, it, it was, it was with a positive vibe. I, my, I only cons- my only concern with that is that if you send Carter Hart down like Richter and he struggles there, yeah, you got a disaster on your hands. Then a where do you go? Yeah. That, that's the only reason I'm thinking that's that a risk you got to take and it won't happen. He's too good. Yeah. Well, I uh, I didn't know Richter got sent down that, that year before that. He had already had, I think, close to 100 games in the NHL when they sent him down. And there might have been uh, a nagging injury, too, that kind of played into it. But the bottom line was he went down there, he had some fun, and then he came up uh, re-energized. I, that I think guy had a, legs a like tree point. trunks. Oh. Like, like, like crazy. I can't believe he was a goalie. I never looked at his. I don't remember looking at his legs. I I don't mean just with the pads on either. He could he could skate backwards as as well as any defenseman too. And I think if you ever go back and watch uh, his Stanley Cup penalty shot stop on Burray, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure people can appreciate how far he came out and how fast he backed up to make that save. How tall was Mike Richter? I think four foot seven. No, was he 5'10", 5'11"? Yeah, no, no, no. He was not 5'11". I'd probably say 5'10". Amazing, isn't it, when you look at the goalies today, you know? It, it and just, heels. It, and heels wasn't – heels right. wasn't six feet, was he? So you want to tandem. Yeah. John Van Beesbrook was 5'8". Heels. Heels. He, Glenn Healy on Mike Richter's shoulders would equal one Robin Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> in weight, in weight. He's a big the, uh, man. Best, Leonard's best a big Lovsky. man. Yeah. yeah. Leonard's a big man. Uh, he's got to hit the great line there in the playoffs. Big man can move when he wants to. Oh, boy. Yeah, big time. I need some of that back, I'm sure. So, what are you guys uh, doing for, for the rest of the day? Like, what do you do now? Uh, well, I was up. I had a 5 30 wake up as I, I had a 7 a.m. tee off. So, I'm going to grab some a little bit of lunch and then I'm going to have a nap and then I'm going to happy hour. How was your front nine today, <laughs> Mac? 42 on the front nine. And is that, is that when the story ends? Yeah. Did you yeah. stop? And I, I, you know what? I made a goddamn mistake. I fired up a stogie. I fired oh. up a stogie. <laughs> and I think I got dizzy from it. I ended up with a 48. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a 48. Oh, What's so the best was... part of your game right now? Are you to the point now where you play so much golf that you actually have expectations from you your game? You know what? I, I'm really pleased with most parts. You know what? I, I cannot figure out bunker play. I mm. cannot figure out how to get, I just am so bad coming out of the bunkers. I'm so bad. As a matter of fact, a couple of times when I've missed it twice, then I just come in and reef it and then I lose the ball way off into the 
you know, you know, anyway, lots to work on some work. Yeah. All kinds. I'm just enjoying it. You know, have you practiced? Have you, have you ever taken the time to like go to a driving range and put a couple of balls in the bunker and work on that part of your game? Well, you know what? I've gone up and, and worked a lot on chipping and I've worked on the range. Yeah. But I haven't, there's no trap practicing where I play. Oh, and I got to fix that. I got to go somewhere and, and figure that out. I'm not I, happy I, with it at all. I would be playing every day in Vegas if I were you. I mean, I'm either going to do that or I'm going to go online and buy one of those uh, clubs called a sandblaster. <laughs> the cheater clubs. As as uh, Mike Roberts always says, don't try to improve your game on Amazon. Go to the driving range. <laughs> Uh, what, Vegas, what, what is, what is there's the like point? eight golf courses within five minutes of my house. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I drove by it there and I saw them all. So it's, do you not have, do you, do you go as often as you can? I would. Yeah. But we, we play every second day right now, but between, yeah, so with this, this fall, when we, when we had the fall off, which you never do, uh, played quite a bit and, and it was great. And, and I played four straight rounds with a caddy. That's how, that's how much fun the golf, that was cool. Your putting's a lot better with a caddy. Yeah. I'm I'm big time now. I I my caddy left at the same time the private jet left when I left Columbus. <laughs> listen, unless his caddy's Jill, he won't listen to anybody. I heard Jill is uh Jill is not happy with him with the pickleball. That she's a little sour with his attitude in the pickleball court. Is that true? Cuz he hogs the court. Oh, she all she said is, I don't enjoy playing golf with you, and now I don't enjoy playing pickleball with you. That's all she's ever said. It's not a big deal. I got to go, boys. Nice chat. All right, well, listen. Uh, <laughs> thanks for, Darren, thanks for doing that. Jordan, did we hit 300 likes? We did, did we hit not. that magic 280. number? A tough break for the uh, the chat today, so maybe 280. The there's still There's still a few seconds for everybody to, we to jump on board here, but uh, Darren... If I can send in some Q&As, I'll give the, the last 20 likes. I don't I'll think sponsor the last 20 likes. Wow, um, we are so close, but uh, what a, a great show, hit. Darren. You gave us uh, a good hour and, and change here. Yeah, I, say, I say we do this Every three years. <laughs> I, you know what? I would love if you would do it every Wednesday in my place, and I could just do Mondays and Fridays then. No, he's far too busy. But we, so we, we, yeah, we, we also have... done this twice, though, because we did it on the Chirp podcast yesterday, recorded yes. it yesterday, and then we did it today. So we've spent two hours together in the last two days. That is Seriously. scary. That's a scary thought. And no so fights. No, no fights. fights, no nothing. Nobody threw anything. The roof well, didn't not, cave we're in. Not sitting, we're not sitting next to each other. So <laughs> I urge everybody off of this live uh, show to go to the NHL.com, find the chirp. Doug and I, uh, we're happy to go back to back with Darren Millard. It's fun. Uh, a terrific uh, it's a job today, guys. Yeah, Kipper, the episode posted about an hour ago. It's on screen right now for everybody on Darren's Twitter account. You could follow through there and hope you guys enjoy the show. And some other news, Kipper, a little guilt tripping. My mom was very good at this, but we hit 310 likes since I was uh, roasting the chat a little bit. So good job, everybody. All right. All right. We really appreciate it, everybody. Over 300 likes. I just, I, no, I hit my like. I forgot to hit it early. So I was Duck, one hands of those. Up. So. Put your hands up. Show everybody that you're innocent. I, I, I don't like I this slander. I can't because my armpits are soaked. Yeah, don't, <laughs> do that, don't do that. I'm on tight. <laughs> you it's, were nervous. 
You well, get nervous me, around Darren Millard. No, they won't let me put the fan on in here because it shows on the screen. So I have to sit oh, in this room. Oh, yeah. Oh, fan. Jeez. I'm on tight hi, no, man. Say hi to Darren. Come here. Oh, Say hi to Darren. Say hi to Darren. Hey. Newman. Okay, well, buddy. a terrific reunion show. <laughs> Friends has got nothing on us. That's for sure. Darren Millard, thanks Chandler. again. Good luck to you the, the rest of the season with, with Vegas, covering Vegas. We will definitely have you on again before uh, a three-year uh, gap, I promise If you we that. have a parade, you guys can come and cover the parade because that was one thing we never got to do together. We almost, in Vancouver, covered a parade together, and Kippy and Doug both said, I'm not covering any goddamn parade. I'm going home. <laughs> no, no, just, the, the only parade was when we were driving home in the armored vehicle and they are breaking all the windows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Running for yeah. our lives. Yeah. Say hi to Darren, Jill. Okay, Jill just said, Hi, Jill. Still, you know, it's time to end the show when Jill comes in and says, are you still on? Okay. Like <laughs> it's like watching, uh, that old show cheers and, uh, uh, Norm's wife is Vera. Does yeah. she really exist? Can she <laughs> poke her head on the oh, show? Oh no, she's my favorite McLean. I, uh, she exists. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Take and care, I, guys. I love Mackenzie. <laughs> Darren, thanks again for doing this. Darren Millard, hey, everybody host Take of care, Vegas man. Golden Knights. And the chirp that you can find on NHL.com. Mac, we good today? I hooked you up with your buddy. Awesome show I tried, today. I should have 10 minutes ago, but they wouldn't let me off. Okay, yeah, Joe on. and Jordan, thanks as always. And all of you, keep sending your comments. Subscribe if you're watching for the first time. Jordan, what did he say? What did I miss? <laughs> Just end the show. Uh, Jill's, hey. like, uh, Jill's asking for some commentary in the background. We're not going to oh top this. <laughs> see you Thanks guys for watching, later. everybody. Bye. We'll see you Friday.